0: Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Klaassen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I am so excited you're here as always. It truly does mean the world to me and it means so much that you're listening and I absolutely do not take it lightly that you choose to spend your incredibly valuable time listening to me. I also just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you and how appreciative I am of your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in this time of year. It just, I'm always in like reflective mode. It's like the days get shorter and then we have like the nighttime and then we have like the season of gratitude. And I love to just lean into that and um, kind of reflect on the year. And I just, um, truly, truly am humbled by um, you know all the people that choose to listen to me chat about inventory. It still kind of blows my mind, so thank you so much um, so with that being said let 's go ahead and jump right into this episode. So in this episode i 'm going to be talking all about the top three signs that your inventory strategy is working well. So the key really when it comes to managing our inventory is that we design an inventory system that supports your patient care, your practice, and your role as an inventory manager. I really have found it key that we're creating sustainable systems that can work whether we're super short-staffed. Um, you know, we have maybe a huge season of growth, whatever that looks like, right? There's so many different reasons and adventures that can divert our attention away from managing our practice. And so the key is to really create these inventory systems that work with you. Um, Because I don't know about you, I'm... You know, usually when we first start managing inventory, we don't get into vet med to be like, oh yeah, I want to be an inventory manager at a veterinary practice. No, usually we start it because we love the animals, we love the medicine, we love the, you know, there's so many different things, but it's usually not about inventory. So my thought is, let's Do what we can to really have great inventory systems that A supports our patient care, but then B gets us back to what matters most. Let's get you back to the things that you love and that lights you up, right? I feel like that's what I'm really like also leaning into this season is like what lights you up. You know, is it the patient care? Is it talking with clients um, and, you know, being at the front desk? Is it streamlining your operations? Is it organizing? Like, what really lights you up and how can we do more of that? Um, So that's just kind of my thought um, unofficially. Also, just keep in mind, as we continue through the holiday season, we are, la, 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 uh, distributors, there we go. Distributors and vendors are likely to going to have different closures and cutoff times and stuff like that. And with a huge increase in volume, um, just like of packages during the season, I would expect delays. Um, just try to plan a little bit more ahead. Um, check with your distributors, find out about their shipping schedule. Just kind of keep that in note. If this is your first year going through a holiday season, you want to plan a little bit ahead of time and i would just go ahead and expect longer shipping times um also on that note if you haven't ordered rabies vaccines or not, hello, not rabies vaccines, rabies tags. If you have not ordered rabies tags yet this year, stop what you're doing. Stop it. This episode, go order your rabies tags because they can take um, quite a bit longer to get in. And we want to make sure that we have those for the first of the year. And then of course, come back and listen listen to this episode. I'm just kidding. No, not really. Um. Okay. Um, And just one more thing before we get into this episode. Last week, I released my latest free inventory guide. Um, It's been so fun just like releasing these guides to you that I'm probably going to continue doing this because like I said, I'm all about doing more of the things that light you up and I actually really like creating these. So I'm just going to continue on it. So with that being said, um this guide is all about how to evaluate the products that you have on the shelf so that A, they make the most sense, um, and it kind of gives you like a framework for saying, does this product actually make sense for me, or maybe do I need it to move it to an online pharmacy, maybe a special order, so it just kind of gives you a framework for, for evaluating that. Included in the free guide is going to be a workbook, um, some information, along with a video lesson so it's all free. You can check it out. You can download it at vetlogic.co slash lean dash inventory. It's also, if you follow me on Instagram, you can check the link in my bio and access it there. You can also just send me a message on Instagram or to my email. Uh, Instagram is at veterinary care logistics and be like, Hey, Nicole, I need that guide. Send me the link. And of course I will. Okay. So I think that's kind of the updates for today. So let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. So one more, sorry, one more thing actually, before we jump into those top three signs that our inventory strategy is working well. Um, before we get started, I just want to kind of note maybe unfortunately, that our inventory isn't a set it and forget it type of process. I know that managing inventory isn't fun for some people. Um, maybe some people love it than others, and we wish that we can kind of like set it and forget it, right? We set these order points, um, and then we can just like forget about it and go back about our day. But unfortunately, inventory doesn't work that way, it's really an ever-changing, dynamic area of our practice. So, for example, we might be seeing a huge growth increase, and maybe we can't quite keep up. You like can barely keep products on the shelf, um, you know. And there's always going to be shifts in demand. Maybe we're adding doctors. Maybe doctors left you know, maybe a pandemic hits and literally we have to change every single thing about how we run our practice. So there's always that. So products get added, products change, things are recalled. And let's not even mention all the continuous back orders that are just nonstop. So I've really found that one of the biggest constants when it comes to managing inventory is that there will always be change. And I know sometimes change is scary, but I also think that kind of a fear of change can be rooted in kind of like maybe confusion or not feeling confident, right? Because if we have these systems set up and we're feeling really confident, you know, when that change happens, we know exactly what to do. So I think if we have like this really big fear of change of like, oh my gosh, um, you know, I have like two doctors leaving and I don't know what to do. and Or maybe we have like this huge increase in something and I'm worried about that change, that could be that we're maybe not sure how to react to that or how to best adapt. So with that being said, how can we build systems and a true inventory system ecosystem, kind of a mouthful, that is supportive and adaptable with these changes rather than being so rigid or even non-existent that it no longer makes sense? So how can we do that in our inventory? Because I think when we do have these systems, it's like, oh, I know what to do. I got this. I'm no longer afraid of change because I'm comfortable in my ability to adapt to that change. I think, and just being comfortable and confident and knowing, hey, change is going to happen. So let's figure out how we can navigate that confidently and comfortably. Um, So let's take an example, right? So let's say you're like, oh, I, in the next month, I'm losing two doctors. I am losing one technician. And then all of a sudden within like two weeks, I'm adding two more doctors. So it's like, oh my gosh, we have like a huge change in staff, right? Like that is terrifying. But Okay, let's if we take kind of a step back, like, yes, that's a huge change in team members, especially for our providers that are typically doing this dispensing and doing all that. So how can we react to that? How can we adapt to that? So, if we know that our providers are changing, so that means we're going to need to adjust our reorder points. That means that we're going to find out what products they like. That means that we're going to need to find out maybe how things are going to change and what that's going to look like. But if we can kind of move through those different changes, all of a sudden it becomes a lot less scary because we just know what we're going to do, right? We're going to check our reorder points. We're going to see if they need any additional products added. Maybe we're going to um, look at the products that were favored by the doctors who are leaving and we're going to kind of eliminate those. So it's like we can kind of take this framework and no matter the situation, we can kind of apply it because even if there's a huge increase in demand, it's kind of the opposite, right? Right we're like, okay, we need to check our reorder points. Okay, how can we make sure that we set up checks and balances so we're not running out of things? So I guess if you're kind of like feeling a little uneasy or a little pit in your stomach about the thought of all these changes happening all the time, let's think about, instead of being like, oh, Another change. Oh, my word. I can't even handle it. Think about what system or a process or a framework that we could set up that could apply and help you navigate the situation. So just kind of a thought there. Um, so, you know, I feel like inventory is really about creating a lasting, sustainable framework. And that's really what it is. And I think when we kind of cut through some of like the big scary um, parts about managing inventory and we kind of come back to that at its core, then it becomes not this like huge, crazy, like beast of a situation in our practices because when we like peel back all the layers and we just look at the foundational concepts right we just need a system that a lets us sell our products that lets us care for our patients we know what to order and when so a lot of times when you kind of take out all of the All those extra stuff that sometimes gets coupled with that, we kind of come back to these foundational concepts that we can really apply. So I, whenever like this situation kind of comes up, I always think about a boat on the ocean. So especially, so I grew up in Washington on the Puget Sound. So if you, um, you know, when you picture the ocean, if you like think of like these huge massive waves, kind of I'm talking about like the Puget Sound or like a bay where it's, you know, not quite like those epic waves. So that's kind of what I'm picturing right now. So, you know, the ocean tide is always rising or lowering depending on the cycle of the moon, right? Every single second of every single day, that ocean level is changing, right? And there's also other things that impact that, um, change, right? Um, the moon for one climate change, just, you know, you, all the things, but that change is actually fairly predictable, but I mean, ish, but it's literally always changing. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, I grew up in Washington and my grandparents actually lived right on the edge of Puget Sound. And so one of my favorite things I don't know why I don't understand it, but it was always those tide charts. Right. So I don't know if you've ever seen like a cha- tide chart, but they show like the day and then it has, you know, what the ho- high tide is, what the low tide is going to be. And that kind of is follows um just kind of this that pattern of change. And so when we have boats that are right out in the bay or right out in the sound and they're hooked up to a buoy or an anchor, it's a supportive system in the sense that no matter if the tide is super low and there's barely any water, the boat is still anchored. If the tide is really high and the water levels are much higher, the boat is still anchored. So it's really the same with our inventory. Even if our practice is changing or growing, where we're going through these different systems, our, um, our situation, sorry, our inventory system are set up in a way to work with that change rather than against. So just imagine if that anchor or buoy didn't have enough chain that during the really high tide, it would end up underwater or there was so much slack, the boat was moving all over the bay. So, you know, you can think about like how can we design our inventory systems to be like that anchor so that even if we have a super super crazy high tide or we have a super super low tide, we're still supported in that. So, that's just kind of like the imagery that comes to mind. Um, so um like earlier this year and last year my grandparents passed away and um that house sold. They had this, um, the house sold. And so, um, you know, I've just been kind of like reflecting back on just like that, especially like growing up and like, I was like looking through the tide pools and I'm like, oh, that's where my love of ocean came in. So it's like everything always comes back to the ocean, right? (laughs) It's just kind of where my part of my soul. (laughs) So, um, if you think about, you know, the rising tide and you think about it's always changing, it's a constant change, but it's kind of predictable, right? We kind of have these tide charts and the same thing goes with our usage and our demand. It's fairly predictable because we have all the data and the purchase history and all the information from our, from, um, you know, over the past time period. So even if things are going crazy town or we, you know, whatever change might be happening, we have these tools and resources that really kind of allow us to adapt to that. So I kind of think that's the interesting and fun part about it, because like we have the information and the knowledge right at our fingertips, but it's like, how do we apply it and use it? And I think that's where the fun comes in, right? Okay. So with all of that being said, kind of took us a while to get here, but what does it look like when our inventory strategy is working well? So number one, I think as a big indicator is that we're no longer running out of things. So... Unfortunately, of course, our inventory system is never going to be perfect, and we might still run out of some things occasionally, but it's not a regular occurrence, right? It's not kind of like this constant, like, everyday being like, oh, hey, Nicole, we ran out of this oh, hey, Nicole, is this on order? Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Um, So I think when we hear a lot of oh, hey, or maybe we're placing orders every day, maybe even twice a day, that's kind of an indication of like, okay, um, so maybe this isn't working as well as we'd like. What can we do to improve this area? Um, and I think another kind of like measure of success is that when we do run out of something, it's not like, oh, we ran out. Oh my gosh, I'm horrible at my job. It's more like, oh, hey, let's brainstorm and think about why that might have happened and what can we do about it in the future? So maybe if we run out of vaccines, like, did we have like a huge wellness, um, like appointment or, you know, like, did they bring in like a whole, like maybe a litter of puppies or maybe we just had um, a lot of multi-pet appointments back to back or, um, you know, who knows what could have happened, but just thinking about, okay, how do I make sure that this doesn't happen again? Or what can I put in place as kind of a double check system? So really kind of that's I feel like um, the amount of times that are running out of things is a really big indicator of whether things are working well or maybe they're not working so great. The next sign is that you feel confident in your skills and abilities as an inventory manager, and you're focusing on other areas of your practice or improving your operations in other ways, or maybe you're just focusing on continuous improvement of your inventory. So I feel like when that happens, um, you know, and we're really focused on, we're kind of in growth mode, right? We are we feel comfortable our, about our inventory strategy. We co- feel comfortable about our ability to adapt and change no matter what happens. We have these foundational concepts set up so maybe we can focus back on our patients or we can focus on and other areas of our practice. That means that we're no longer focused on fighting fires and running around in a reactive mode. So this I feel like is a really big sign that our inventory systems are working and that we can focus on being proactive and really get you back to what matters most. So I just kind of think about the example. So let's just like compare and contrast maybe like a day in their life. So let's just say if you're kind of in reactive mode, maybe you're like, Um, you know, you pull up for your shift that day and you're like, oh, I don't even want to walk in the door. Is there still enough time to turn around and go back home? But you walk in the door and like the very first thing somebody says is like, Hey, Nicole, we ran out of this. Do we have more of this? Is this on order? And you're like, I haven't even clocked in yet. And then, you know, you're trying, maybe you're um, at the front desk that day. And so you're trying to help clients and you're trying to like, you know, wait patients and do all the front desky things. And then somebody's like, um, Nicole, Hey, uh, we're out of this. Do you know when this is going to be back in stock? Um, hey, uh, Mrs. Jones in room one, she really needs this and I don't see any back there. Do you know where any is? Or like, oh, hey, uh, you know, just so all that kind of like constant interruptions and you're like, oh my word, I can barely make it through the day. So I just kind of imagine that situation, but let's think about, okay, what happens when we're in proactive mode? So this means that we are maybe ordering once or twice a week. We are using our previous usage history to kind of predict what we're going to use in the future. So we know like, okay, to get me through the next two, three, four weeks, I'm going to need five bottles of this. I'm going to need two bottles of that. I'm going to need X, Y, Z rather than being like, oh my gosh, this just ran out. Let's order a bunch. So I hope kind of like that difference makes sense. Whereas in reactivity, we're like, oh no, this is out. This is out. This is out. But proactive, we're like, okay, in order to get through the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever that looks like for you, I need X, Y, Z based upon what my current levels are. So. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. Um, so then when we are, you know, when we're working like day to day, actually like in the practice, rather than being like constantly having to find out where something is in shipment or, you know, re- responding to something that's out, we can instead focus on those other things, um, other like holding our patients or, you know, in surgery or whatever it is that lights our soul up Um, because let's do more of that. So when we feel confident in our skills and abilities and we feel confident in the inventory strategy set up, we can start to focus on those other things. And to me, that is a huge win and a huge measure of success, right? When you can go on vacation, when you can have a day off and you aren't getting bombarded with text messages, that is a huge win, Okay, so final sign that your inventory strategy is working well is that your costs of goods are at a reasonable level and you can understand the different factors that influence cost of goods and can diagnose when something isn't right. So when your inventory system is working well, Your cost of goods are, you know, kind of at a reasonable level for your practice. It feels at a comfortable spot. But then let's just say maybe your cost of goods jump up. That's when you can feel confident in your abilities again to kind of look at all the factors that influence that and pinpoint what might need to be adjusted maybe you understand your key performance indicators and how they all work together right so if your cost of goods are high one month you can pull your other key performance indicators and be like oh we have a lot on hand right now or oh we had a huge value of adjustments or maybe we have more slow moving products than is what ideal or you know all those different factors and then Maybe it's that you know you need to check for mischarges or there's too much inventory on hand, but, you know, it's not, you know, hopefully our cost of goods always kind of like stay in line once we get them there, but if they don't for whatever reason, you kind of have those tools and resources to reflect and say, oh this is why my cost of goods are up this month. This is why, here's how I can impact a positive change so they can return to more levels that we're comfortable with. So I feel like that's a really great measure of success to say, okay, um, here's what impacts my cost of goods. My cost of goods are at a normal level. When they're not, I need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can have an impact on A, B, and C. So I hope that kind of makes sense, but I feel like the kind of overarching theme, again, is that we have these supportive systems, supportive frameworks that work with you in your inventory and not detract from patient care. So ideally, all of that we're doing when we're setting up our inventory truly does work with us and not against us. We want to remove as much friction as possible, we want to be able to care for the things that we need to all while, you know, not wanting to pull our hair out. So, you know, there's that. So again, to summarize, the top three signs that your inventory strategy is working well is that we're really not running out of very much, and if we do, we um, can kind of reflect on that and find out why that happened. Number two, we feel confident in our skills and abilities, and we are more proactive than we are reactive, Number three, your cost of goods are at a reasonable level and you can understand the different factors and can diagnose when something isn't as expected. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful for you. And as always, it was so great to spend this episode with you. If you ever have any questions or if there's a topic that you'd love to hear about, feel free to reach out. And um, I love talking about the things that are most helpful for you. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you at the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.